Welcome to Conversations for the Animals. I am Lisa Tynan with Houston Pet Set, and I am joined today by two documentary filmmakers who are making incredible changes in society just behind a camera. Um, I'm really excited to talk today about their current project, which is premiering the end of this month uh, called For the Animals. And it is all about the animal welfare crisis that we are facing here in Houston and, you know, also in the state of Texas and in the entire country. So I am joined today by Sadvi Sadali Shri and Sadvi Anabuti. And I am so pleased to welcome you both here. Thank you for joining me. Um, we're going to talk about the documentary that you're currently uh, about to premiere, but we also I also want to learn a little bit about you and how you got into filmmaking and what other projects you've worked on, because I think um, in order to fully understand why this was the the logical passion project for you, where you came from and, and what brought you to animal welfare. So thank you for joining me and welcome and, and introduce you. yourselves as well. Yeah, thank you, Lisa, for having us. We're honored uh, to be on this podcast with you. Um, just a little bit of background. We are Jane Monks, and we live outside of Dallas at Siddhaitan Tirth Spiritual Retreat. So first and foremost, uh, we're monks, and we found that the power of storytelling is a great way to raise awareness about issues that are important to us. So uh, one of the principles that we practice and teach is nonviolence, which focuses on um, alleviating pain and suffering from not only humans, but animals and all living beings too. I love that. Everybody deserves compassion and kindness and love and care. Um, so how did you get started in filmmaking specifically? <laughs> well, you know, a few years ago, uh, going back to, I think, 2015, um, we were exposed to the dark topic of human trafficking. And we were learning about the issue and it was very, very disturbing uh, knowing how many people, how many children were being affected by this problem worldwide. We're talking about millions of human beings being sold into slavery, especially sexual slavery. And uh, it, it was something for us. It was a wake up call. We have to do something. What can we do as monks? What can we do to raise awareness? And I guess going back to Savi Sidali Shri, uh, her passion for for just making films and using the camera mm -hmm. uh, and us being both creatives, uh, the idea came to what if we can create a film, uh, a little film, small film that we can produce, direct and maybe show it to our small community just to raise awareness about the issue. Mm -hmm. And um, we started very small. It was a small idea that eventually became into something bigger than us. It became a film that became a movement. Uh, we started fundraising. We, we thought maybe, you know, with $5,000, we can create this little film, this project. And uh, we gained support from a lot of people. Uh, we got more support to make a bigger project and film. And it was incredible, the, the result, the outcome of the first film that we produced back in 2000, uh, started in 2015, and it came out in 2017. The movie is called Stopping Traffic. And uh, we were exposing the issue of sex trafficking worldwide. And, uh, and we had a lot of success. It became an award-winning documentary. Yeah. 
And from that, we launched our nonprofit called Stopping Traffic. So we now support uh, shelters and survivors of human trafficking. And so that was kind of like the beginning where we saw the potential and the power of filmmaking uh, to raise awareness about the issues that we deeply care about. And we want to find solutions to, to stop them. And so um, that was the beginning. And now we are on the third uh documentary basically did you have any training in filmmaking is this all self-taught i mean you make beautiful beautiful work and it if either way it's it's coming into a beautiful project and an amazing product google's been our our best teacher really Uh, youtube (laughs) wow a little bit of experience in tv production um high school very little i was actually more on the in front of the camera versus behind the camera. Okay. Uh, but, um, you know, searching how to position cameras, what kind of equipment to get, what kind of lights and, um, oh, we need an editor or, or whatever, you know, yeah. just learning about the team and, and producing and, you know, how to get into film festivals or, or qualify for an Academy Award, which we have done with our last two films. Wow. Um, you know, it's it's really the information is out there. We're just passionate and resourceful about it. That's amazing. I see in my <laughs> head. I'm just like, surely, you know, you have a degree in it. No, you. this is all self-taught. That's amazing. Yeah. That just makes it even more impressive. Um, so then from your human trafficking, what was the journey? Not your human trafficking, your your film about it. How did you make the transition into animal welfare? What was it that brought it to your attention? You know, what's funny is that it was human trafficking that led to this topic. Um, we were in Houston, so we don't live in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, we live outside of Dallas. I was I grew up, you can say, in Houston for okay. 20 years. I lived there. And uh, through our first and second film, we were going back to Houston and uh, we had a lot of support for our second film in Houston. Okay. And uh, one of the events, uh, we had supporters helping us fundraise for the second film. And during the second film, we had the pleasure to meet Tina Mm -hmm. and Tyson. Okay. Uh, And they, you know, Tina is one of the founders of Houston Petset Mm -hmm. or um, President. And so that was the first time we just met her. Okay. Uh, we didn't know what she did at that time, but we just interacted and, you know, they supported the event. They supported us. And, you know, going uh, forward, I think a year later, we went back to Houston to support another anti-trafficking event. Mm-hmm. And we happened to sit with Tina, <laughs> with Tama and their mother. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and we, we started talking. And, you know, we knew a little bit of what they did because we became friends on Facebook. Of course. Yes. <laughs> and um, and the conversation began um, about the issue. And, you know, we, especially me, I mean, I grew up in Houston. And when I heard there was a problem there, I was like, really? Where? Yeah. Right? So unaware of this problem, Um, but it was um, going to, you know, having these conversations with Tina and Tama that we really began to understand there was a crisis, not only worldwide, but in Houston. Mm -hmm. And that was very intriguing to to know that in, you know, in a first world country in the U.S. and then Houston, the fourth largest city, uh, we had this problem. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like the beginning of, you know, us learning about the issue. It's so interesting that you you said it so perfectly. You grew up here 
and yet you weren't aware of it. And that is so, unfortunately, so common because it exists in these pockets. And if you don't find yourself in those specific areas of town where people are underserved, the animals are being underserved as well. And so many well-meaning and animal-loving people are completely oblivious because it is so hidden and movies and documentaries that such as yours will hopefully help to bring it out into the light so people can see what's happening just down the street from them and to their neighbors and to their friends. Um, so that is that is really important. So, um, you know, you've the, how, how long has this filming process been? You've been working on it for quite a while, right? Since November 2021. So yes. even during the release of our, our second film, we are already uh, working on on For the Animals. Okay. And and truly at the very beginning when we, we met Tina and Tama, one, we, we've always wanted to make a documentary addressing um, animal welfare. Okay. Uh, we're vegetarians. It's part of our practice mm-hmm. to respect all life. Uh, we have three cows, almost four um, at the end of August. <gasps> Our cows Exciting. giving birth. <laughs> have to film that too. <laughs> Our pet cows. So we we really honor all life, and of course, we don't like to see or know of any um, suffering that they're experiencing. So we always wanted to do um, a documentary on animals. We just didn't know, you know, which direction, what story, what's going to, and you know, mm-hmm. Tina and Tama. Um, you know, learning about their work, we were really inspired to to follow their journey uh, because it it really highlights not only you know raising awareness of what's going on in Houston, but also we like to show the human side of things. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the the people, the key people going through? What do rescuers go through? What do activists go through? What you know, you know, how far do they have to go? What kind of emotional mental toll does it take on you know those that are are working in this field uh for the animals so um learning about their why Mm -hmm. and really why you know um you know having a a film done and and you know moving forward with this project why it was so important to them that was really um the you know the thing that moved the needle for us because we want to be inspired by, you know, the people that we're filming. We want to learn. We want to know um, their struggles and what is that true reason why. And when you feel and know their their deep compassion and their selflessness, um, you know, for, you know, the love of animals and people, you, you can't say no. Yeah. So in those almost, I guess, two years now, um, what has le- had had the biggest impact on you and what what has stuck with you, either good or bad or both, um, that have either carried you through the filming or, you know, kept kept you going when things got difficult? I guess for me uh, personally, just knowing the the dimension of the problem. Mm. Uh, one thing is like, OK, yes, we know that animals are suffering. But when you begin to really look at the statistics, when you learn that 6.3 million animals enter the shelters, when you learn that 10 million animals die from abuse in the U.S. Mm -hmm. alone, right? And only 3.2, I believe, um, animals get adopted. So what happens to the rest of the the population? Mm -hmm. So it's it's massive, the problem when you put it in a global perspective, how many animals are dying? How many animals are suffering? 
And I don't think it's not a matter of people not wanting to help them. I just don't think people know enough mm -hmm. about the problem. And what's, you know, that's kind of like the impact in a sad way. Uh, but in a positive way for me is to know that there is hope. There is a solution. There are, it's a solvable problem because we have seen it. Um, become a solvable issue in many parts, you know, here in the U.S. and worldwide. So I think it's just a matter of continuing to raise awareness about it so that we can fully eliminate this pain and suffering that the animals are experiencing in the streets mm -hmm. and in the homes of people. Yeah. Yeah. It is, uh, it is definitely sometimes overwhelming when you're confronted with the problem. But like you said, there there is a way forward. Um, there is a path and and it is something that you talk about a lot in the documentary. And obviously we don't want to spoil it here, but what what are some of the things that you learned in this process as the way forward? What what do you hope that people are going to take away from this as a, a positive outcome? <laughs> I think inspiration, inspiration to take action. You know, awareness, it's the most important thing, becoming aware of the problem, becoming aware of the solutions and becoming aware of how each person can do something to to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't have to be a philanthropist. You don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to, you know, have all these resources. Every person can do something about it. And, you know, it's just finding out what can they do to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. I think for me, um, Kind of going back uh, to the previous question, I think, and this goes along the lines of hope, really seeing the resilience in people, mm -hmm. how determined everyone is. That's that's that growing movement. That's the excitement. That's the inspiration. That's um, truly the hope, because when you, you know, bring together people from different backgrounds, different ways to, you know, contribute and help the issue it just it creates this strong sense of community. So now you have this growing movement that is really trying to help, you know, the the animals who are voiceless. There, that that's one thing. I know you don't want to spoil anything, but I remember <laughs> Tina mentioning in the film. You know, she's um, she had mentioned that um, you know all of these animals have gone through so much trauma and they don't even have words to share. It, you can only assume they've gone through so much trauma, mm -hmm. and then you know it's a different experience when we you know we were working in the kind of like sex trafficking uh, topic, and you know we're we're interviewing survivors and we're hearing their stories, we're hearing their trauma, we're hearing the abuse, we're he hearing the cruelty and. And it's just and it's terrible and it's it's heartbreaking. Um, and then, you know, there's souls that don't have a voice. Right. And you can only assume they've been traumatized and you don't know um, what they've gone through. But again, on the other side is the people, the the resilience, the care, the compassion, the the unconditional love uh, for the animals. And and our our hope is, you know, it's you want to love animals, but you also have to love yourself too, right? In order to help the animals, you have to help yourself as well. Because if you lose that balance or you lose that sense of self, then how are you going to help more? So, um, so again, with, for the animals, it, it just shows not only the, the crisis, but also, you know, the, the human, the universal side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I may add to of that, course. 
you know, it's it is a film for the animals. But yes, you know, we we now know that anytime there is suffering with animals, there is suffering with humans. Mm -hmm. And if there is abuse towards animals, then there is an obvious abuse towards humans as well. So it is a clear reflection of what is happening, you know, in our city, in Houston. You know, if we have this massive problem, you know, with the animals, what is happening inside the homes as well, mm -hmm. right? And so we need to address a lot of issues. So this just opens up that uh, opportunity to to see what else is happening. Because again, if there is animal hum uh, suffering, there is human suffering. So uh, we're hoping that this film not only will address the issue with the animals, but what else can we do to support, to help and improve our community in Houston and uh, elsewhere. Absolutely. Were there any people or animals or combination thereof that that stuck out to you, that stuck with you? That I know having seen the film and it's, it is so beautiful, there are some really striking moments. But of course, not everything makes the final cut. What, did anything stick with you or haunt you maybe or or bring you joy on either end of the spectrum with a, a person or an animal that really just captured you? I think for me, what was really hard is that you can't save them all. Yeah. You know, you, you'll, you'll like when we went to Houston or we're shooting or not shooting, it's as soon as you know, you become aware and you see it everywhere. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, seeing the dogs or, or cats on the street and you're just like, well, you want to rescue them. You want to help them. It's like, okay, well, can we call Houston pet set? Mm -hmm. Like what, what, what can we do? Um, and I think that that touched me the most because it, it's hard to turn your back and you can't save all of them. Mm -hmm. But that's why as filmmakers, our hope is to raise awareness so that more people can be um, truly aware of, of the issue and, and help in, in their own way. Yeah. Yeah. Some, you know, you, you we try to rescue several animals during production and it's interesting because same thing when we were filming for uh, the sex trafficking films, you know, we would meet victims or people in the life, um, you know, you just want to pick them up and take them with you yep. and you know, help them heal and, you know, just to help them move on with their lives. And um, there was this one dog that we were trying to rescue and save and pick up from the street and she just wouldn't come. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't come. Yeah. She would, you know, run away. Uh, we had people coming back almost daily to trying to catch her. And, you know, we were never able to. So some dogs, it's just so unfortunate that, you know, some of them you think you can just pick them up and take them and, you know, get them for adoption. But some dogs, they just wouldn't. Yep. They wouldn't come. They, it, we couldn't save them. It's It's striking to me that you bring that up because that is such a, a pervasive issue with the people who are working, the rescues who work with Houston Pets at every day is that they are trying and trying and trying. And sometimes it's frustrating because the animals don't know that you're there to help or they they have gone through so much or they have lived their lives for so long without the love and care of a human that they are actively avoiding it. And you you look at that and you see we have failed somewhere along the way that the animals who we have been charged with taking care of since the day we domesticated them thousands of years ago, um, we have a responsibility to them. And when you want to help, when you're there and you're putting in the work to do it and you can't because they 
they are beyond help for whatever reason, it it hurts you in a place that's hard to articulate. And I know so many of our uh, partners and our listeners know exactly that feeling. And they are empathizing with you like crazy right now because they have done it too. And so it's, I think, you know, knowing that that, that you shared that experience with them, I think that's going to make them understand this film uh, to an even greater extent. Um, so obviously the film is about to come out um, and, you know, we're, we're so excited to, to be able to have you talk about it. If someone is, is listening or watching this and they want to see the film, how will they be able to do that? When will they be able to do that? So For the Animals is going to be released in select theaters, so um, five cities um, across the states, and one of them is going to be in Houston on July 30th um, at 11 o'clock at the Cinemark in Memorial, and it's also going to be available online on Amazon Prime and Apple TV, as well as other digital platforms, so worldwide. So That's very uh, exciting. (laughs) Whoever is listening, you know, one, you know, watch the film and spread the word, so this way we can get as many eyes on the film as possible, so this way they're touched, they're inspired, and they're in the know. Yeah. If um, if your viewers and listeners um, happen to have friends, family in LA, we will be in LA starting on the 28th for seven days. Wow, okay. uh, we will be in Dallas on the first, August first, at the Angelica Theater. So we're going back to LA at the Lemley um, Monica Film Center in Dallas at the Angelica Theater in uh, downtown. And Minneapolis on the 7th and Austin on the 10th. And uh, you can have the specific locations and buy tickets on our website. We do have a, a website for the film, which is fortheanimalsmovie.com. Okay. So if you go there, you'll be able to see the specific locations, times, and you'll be able to buy your tickets there as well. Now, will you be at these premieres doing Q&As or is it a, someone can can actually talk to you and meet you and learn more about that? That's awesome. That's so exciting. So there, you're Maybe. not just going to see a movie. You're going to see the full experience. Right. Yes, there will be a full Q&A, a panel. Uh, Tina and Tama will be there. Uh, they are the main characters yes. in the film. So it, it, will, it will be very beautiful and important for them to also share their experience with the audience. And I think it helps continue that the the conversation because as filmmakers, we have one lens, you know, that we've captured through the documentary, but it's really important to hear it from the other side and Tina and Tama can answer, you know, those questions um, that the audience has for them. And that question that they're going to get asked a lot is, well, what can we do? Yes. So that is the main. Yes. And it will. Be, I think it's it's wonderful. You know, here in Houston, we're in it. We're living it every single day. But other cities, who especially, I I love that it's you're premiering it also in Minneapolis. Number one, because Tina and Tama are <laughs> from Minnesota, of course. That's wonderful. But that's where we're sending animals from mm-hmm. Houston. And so many people ask us here, why are you sending animals up north? And we keep telling them. They don't have the same crisis we're experiencing here. So I think it'll be really valuable for other cities to have their eyes opened to see what is happening here in Houston, but in the South as well, and uh, hopefully get people motivated and mobilized across the country um, because it is it's it's a solvable crisis, but only if we all work to solve it. Um, so I think it is incredible that you have chosen to 
do a deep dive on this topic. It is important. And, you know, as someone who has worked in animal welfare my whole career, I am grateful personally um, that this is getting the type of attention that you have given to it with the kind of love and care that you have shown it. Um, so thank you thank <laughs> on you. a personal note for for doing this film. And we're very, very excited to see the kind of traction it gets and and the eyes that it opens across the country and across the world. Um, obviously, we wish you great success with it. <laughs> and thank you again for appearing on our podcast, Conversations for the Animals. We're so grateful. Thank, thank you. you thank Lisa. you so much to you, to the audience for tuning in. We do ask for everybody to please share with your friends, with your family. The more people that can watch it, the more that we can make a difference. So thank you so much. And a, a big thank you to Houston Petset, which is doing incredible, important work. So, um, you know, we're excited for for all of us. Thank you so much. This has been Conversations for the Animals. We will see you next time.